you need to know your end goal. It, it's great to set up a strategy and be like, I want to have an online website. I want to be able to do this. I want to, I want my store to be shown in this way. But you don't forget to ask yourself why. Welcome to Honesty Commerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I am Chase Clymer. And today, I'm welcoming the show Corey Hackett. Corey is coming to us from top of the world, Skate and Snow in Ottawa, Canada. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And so for those that are unfamiliar with the brand, can you just quickly let them know what are you guys selling? What are you guys doing? So yeah, well, obviously, we're a skateboard and snowboard retail business. Um, This is our 30th year in in business. And uh, yeah, we're we're considered in the Canadian market kind of one of the uh, lead, what, what's known as core shops, just shops that, that aren't a, a corporate or mall experience. And uh, yeah, we've been supporting our local community and then the greater kind of Canadian skate and snowboard community for the last, well, call it 25 years. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been an adventure, but we're, we're still kicking around, which uh, is pretty good for a skate shop. So. Absolutely. So I just want to point out here real quick. You said the brand is about 30 years old. So you've been around quite some time. Yeah. Well, I personally have it. I didn't start the business. So uh, business was originally started by uh, by two brothers who uh, started it out of the back of an old hearse. And uh, they were selling t-shirts uh, following the Grateful Dead around, which uh, although it's fun, is not a long-term career move. Uh, nor is it a long-term move for your uh, brain health. So they realized at a certain point that, uh, yeah, the the shirts they were designing and they, they uh, were importing a lot of goods from uh, from Indonesia and, uh, and and different places, and that that they saw the opportunity for a retail store to to open, um, which they did in '93. Uh, those who are familiar with Ottawa, uh, the original store was uh, what's known as the Byward Market. So it's kind of a touristy shopping restaurant district um and uh and they were open for uh, for a couple of years uh until i came around i uh, they brought me on board because uh they wanted to start selling um more skateboard related stuff uh shoes etc and uh because they saw that market really starting to expand uh but you can't sell that stuff unless you sell skateboards so um i had been working in retail since i was a kid and i had just moved back from uh from the Rockies and uh, where I've been snowboarding for a few years and, and was looking for something else to do. So they, they brought me on board. I worked with them for uh, for a few years uh, and kind of transitioned the shop from more of a hippie t-shirt store into uh, at that point, like a 3000 square foot skateboard shop. And, um, and they were well on their way and uh, started making uh, lots of money. And I realized uh, I should probably go back to school and give myself an opportunity to make some money. So that's what I did at that point, and uh, then transitioned from there to uh, working uh, for ad agencies doing web development and uh, and, and design, and uh, and then worked with them in the background uh, over the next ten years, um, just helping them with their marketing and, and that sort of thing. 
they were kind of resistant to, to change. Um, I think they, they had the, the model of, you know, well, it, it doesn't seem to be broken, so let's not fix anything. Um, and they were a, very much a traditional brick and mortar store. And uh, yeah, uh, about 12, 12 years ago now, uh, they approached myself and uh, a friend of mine who was the GM at the shop and, and, and the two brothers said, yeah, you know, we're, we're looking to, to move on. Um, they got into real estate and wanted to kind of change directions and, and weren't really realized that, that a business like that needed some day to day input and, and some more hands on ownership. And so we, uh, we took the opportunity to buy it at that point and, uh, transition into being the owners. I, uh, I was tired of working, uh, the advertising agency grind, um, it, you know, where your every deadline is rewarded with another deadline. And, um, yeah, and, and get back to my roots, which was the skateboard and snowboard industry. So that was, uh, yeah, 2011, 2010, somewhere in there. Um, and I walked into uh, a place of business that I hadn't really been in there uh, day to day in, you know, 10 years, as I was saying, and uh, discovered, well, I knew. I, I, I had done a business analysis. I bought the place. Uh, it, it was, uh, it was exactly like when I left. Um, and it, it was definitely broken at that point and needed some fixing. So awesome. Awesome. So there's a lot of stuff there that I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into. So I guess when you first started working with top of the world back when you were 19, uh, did you ever in the back of your mind think like, Oh, it'd be cool to own this place someday? Yeah. hundred percent. In fact, at the time I was, uh, I was in school for small business management, um, and uh, that that was my plan. Was uh, I'm, I'm going to open a shop just like this, and uh, and you know, and I I love living in Ottawa, and it's going to be in Ottawa. And then uh, as I approached the end of my, um, I guess my third year in school, I was like, wait, I already established this shop in Ottawa, and it's doing really well. And so now my only option is to compete against the thing that I already built. And and at that point, like the tech boom was just launching, and and uh, especially you know we're nicknamed Silicon Valley North. There were so many job opportunities that uh, at that point I was you know I had just gotten married and I wanted to start a family and buy a house, and I was like, okay, it would be silly for me to compete against my friends in the same business. I, I should take the opportunity and kind of switch my majors, and which is what I did. And got into that, which was crazy. Now, there, all right. So, we talk a lot on the show. I talked to a lot of brand founders, and they were the ones that started, they put it in the grind, they built it, they found that product market fit. But something that I all often talk about with that is like, yeah, I'm talking to the people that like they struck gold, they found the secret sauce, right? That's the hardest part is finding that product market fit. Now, you have done it before, you have a track record, you helped break this brand in Ottawa. Why? As a business move, did it make more sense for you to buy that established brand than start over when you knew how to do it? Uh, twofold. Um, well, you know, there's the, always the classic, uh, you got to dance with who brung you. So um, that that was certainly one part of it. Um, as tempting as it was to, to start over again, um, which was certainly an option that, that my business partner and I discussed when we were looking at doing the purchase. Um, the goodwill that he and I had worked so hard as establishing the brand, but not being owners of the brand, 
uh, would have gone out the window and we would have been starting from scratch again. And so that, that was certainly a major one. Um, it, it's, it was much easier to, uh, get the ball rolling with a ball that was already rolling. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, once the flywheel gets started, it's a lot easier to make it go faster. Um, what would you exactly. say were some of the advantages of buying established brand? I was already familiar with the marketing because I made it all. So, you know, it wasn't like, hey, where are you keeping these files? And what, you know, how, what's our brand book dictate for this? I was the brand book at that point. So uh, that's sort of from, from, from the advertising standpoint, it, it was a much easier thing to, to roll with. Um, all of our relationships with our suppliers were established. You know, our credit was already established. The, the nitty gritty bookkeeping end of things was uh, was certainly an easier thing. I there was no filling out credit reports as as soon as we uh, reached out to brands. It was just like, hey, there's new ownership in place. It, it's this, and with my business partner, he was GM, so it was like, hey, there's new ownership in place. It's exactly the same as everything you've been dealing with for the last at that point 20 years so uh let's uh let's not uh you know nobody needs to freak out over this so absolutely and uh and then from uh, it, and just from a day-to-day operational point you know by uh, as i said my my business partner was the gm so it it was literally a turnkey business sale like the one owner turned the key one day and the new owners turned the key the next and and from the staff standpoint nothing changed it was and, and and then most more importantly, from our customer standpoint, nothing changed. We certainly advertised that there was new ownership, but it was the owners that our customers, it was the individuals that our customers were more familiar with anyway. So absolutely. So you you already kind of alluded to this uh, a few minutes back, but the original owners were a little stuck in their ways, not open to change, not trying new things. So. What were the opportunities in buying this business? What were you guys going to do to grow the business? That's everyone's goal with with buying something is to make it more. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So one, we were able to then because we were now the owners, we were able to to dictate how these budgets were were going to work. The the other owners were either a little resistant to to new ideas or um, you know just went with with their old established models that have been working. So why why change it? And I certainly saw some opportunities there to to change it. Also, just the the way the the business was being run was just um, like they they did a great job, but um, there were so many efficiencies that that they had missed just through twenty years of just doing it the same old way. Um, I think you and I were when we were when we were talking earlier. We uh, yeah, I walked in. I had a DOS based cash system like for the POS. Um, the website was built in Flash. Uh, there was like just a, a lot of really well at the time. I'm sure it seemed like a great idea. Um, there was no inventory management system. Like wh- when we did the purchase, I had to go in there and count everything. And and I and and I told myself when I was doing it, I'm like, this is the last time we're doing this. This is this is crazy. And uh, and yeah, so I also recognized the opportunity that that was there that I had a business that had established marketing that had all those things that, that, that other business owners have to really grind for. It just didn't have a digital presence. It didn't, it, it, it had this whole area where, where the business just wasn't taking advantage of. And, and, and I knew the, the previous owners kind of looked at it as an impossible task, but coming in with my experience over, the, the previous 10 years in advertising and all the other things I've been doing, I was like, this is an impossible task. It's going to be hard, but it's not impossible. 
And so it was, uh, you know, it was kind of day one, step one. Okay, let's uh, let's turn this from a traditional brick and mortar into a modern day retail store, which not only has the immediate brick and mortar reach of the people in the street, but we're going to establish a digital presence that uh, that that is solid and based on on a, on a foundation of you know proper knowledge, proper software, proper advertising, and and doing it with with a strategy that I had guided other companies through at that point. Absolutely. So you. This is where that's a good thing to stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, we, you talked about the, the DOS POS. Obviously, that's getting replaced. The website on Flash, that's not even supported by the internet anymore, by the way. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, well, so what were some of those big projects that you guys undertook in that first year or two to, to bring the brand up to the standards that you wanted it to be? Well, I I had to make a call right, right away. And, I, uh, and it, it was, again, a, a question of, okay, well... What's broken and, and and what immediately needs to be fixed? Um, yeah, a, a POS system running in DOS um, is broken, but DOS works for a reason. So I knew in the short term it wasn't going to get worse. It was it was just garbage, but it, it's still going to operate. So I focused on the website of things to start, um, and it, it was it was funny I, as as we were doing the purchase. Um, the, the the previous owner had had made the decision. Okay, we do need a new website because everybody had been complaining about this flash thing that played music and moved around and it was just horrific to deal with. Um, so he had uh, gone with the lowest bidder, and we uh, were then handed the keys to a um, WordPress site, um, which I think was hacked more than I've ever seen any site get hacked in a six month period. And so I was like, yeah, this, this isn't what we need either. Um, it, it certainly functioned better than the flash site, but uh, I was like, no, we need to move to e-commerce. We need to get, get a site on a platform that's stable and works. And, uh, and so at that point I was like, I'm going to go talk to our neighbors, um, which was this little startup called Shopify. that was a block away. And so, uh, I went and knocked on their door at literally. Hey there, merchant. Are you tired of trying to navigate the wild world of e-commerce on your own? Are you looking for a partner to help you achieve your goals? Look no further than the Shopify Plus agency, Electric Eye. Our team has a proven track record of helping our clients make millions with strategic design and development. Whether you're migrating from a legacy platform to Shopify, designing a new theme for your store, or just looking to optimize what you already have, Electric Eye is the perfect partner for you. Electric Eye are true Shopify experts. Not only is our Shopify knowledge unparalleled, but we have partnerships with all the best tech in the Shopify ecosystem. And don't worry, we're easy to get a hold of. Our clients rave about our fast communication. So here's the deal. If you're an e-commerce business doing over $1 million a year, you can receive a complimentary Shopify diagnostic from our team of experts. That's free, personalized strategic recommendations to improve your store and grow your business. To get started, head on over to electriceye.io slash connect to schedule an intro call with one of our experts. That's electriceye.io slash connect. Hey there, merchants. Are you struggling to get your Merchant Center ads approved but keep running into a price mismatching error? Wondering how your competitors are showing reviews, price, delivery, and product availability directly in search results? What if there was a way to get your ads approved for the first time and get more traffic without fighting for rankings? That's where JSONLD for SEO comes in. It's an app that helps you get more organic traffic to your Shopify store 
qualifying you for over a dozen search enhancements and provides all the structured data you need for Merchant Center. JSON-LD for SEO automatically adds the structured data needed and it's updated regularly as the rules change by Google. It's a hands-off SEO app that you don't need to monkey around with to get working. It's the safest, easiest, and most effective way to stand out from your competitors in search results. Contact us to get your free structured data audit for your store. Find JSON LD for SEO in the Shopify App Store to get started. That's J-S-O-N-L-D for S-E-O or go to J-S-O-N-L-D.app. JSONLD.app. Hey everybody, Chase here to talk about an amazing new product that's hitting the market. So what do brands like Warby Parker, Dr. Squatch, Vital Proteins, and Blinjet all have in common? They're all increasing their abandoned cart revenues by over 10x with Retention.com. Retention.com helps direct-to-consumer brands harness the power of identity to transform lost leads into sales and rapidly expand their abandoned revenues. Retention.com is giving honest e-commerce listeners 20% off their annual commitment. If you're not seeing the results that you want within 60 days, you can opt out at no charge. Head on over to retention.com slash honest. That's R-E-T-E-N-T-I-O-N dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T to book a demo today. Yeah, and it's funny that it took us that long to get to Shopify. I knew it was coming, but I know the listeners didn't. So you, uh, yeah, Ottawa is where Shopify started. How many employees did they have when you kind of when you guys asked them to help you embark on this project? I don't know the exact number. Let me put it this way: um, I met them all in the break room. Exactly. At two tables, so not many. What year is this? Can you remember? Uh, this would have been, I would imagine late 2012 awesome so you go to them and you've got you're like you're like i've got a skate and snowboard shop obviously toby has built snow devil on there yep it was that was that any inspiration like that's why we need to get on this platform well it's funny it wasn't the first time i had met him i actually met him uh years previous he walked into my office at an ad agency i was working for and one of the ad execs came to me and said do you want can you meet this guy like i think he snowboards or something and uh He's got this idea. And I said, yeah, sure. And we, we chatted and, uh, and you know, they were just kind of shopping around the fundamental, you know, the foundation of Shopify and, and basically looking to market it. And we, we had a few chats with them and uh, I, I, I think they went in a different direction at that point. But I was like, oh, wait, we've met before. We, we, have, a, we have a general understanding of, of, of each other. And he, he assigned me to a, to a great account exec and said, here, work with this guy. and." Um, and and let, let's let's get your web presence established and, and we'll go from there. And uh, it was great. It was a pretty easy transition for us. It, it, even at that point, the software, it's funny. I've been working with it so long in comparison to how it is now. It was very rudimentary and um, a little clunky at times. Uh, but it, it certainly gave us an immediate foundation to, to get a proper web presence established to start uploading at least our own products to the website so we could promote our own brand and really be seen like we're not slowly uh, becoming a dinosaur, which was our, which was the impression of us at that point. I would love to know if there's like a, a number assigned to you of like what brand you were coming over to, 
to kind of join Shopify back then. That, that, I'm sure they have a number in there somewhere, but I, I don't know what my number is. I, well, it, which leads into what happened after that. Once we launched the website, um, they called me over for a meeting and I was like, well, that's weird. Why are they asking me to come over? Um, and, and so we sat down and had a kind of brief conversation. They were thrilled about how the site was looking and that they were working with us. Um, and then, uh, there was a, an NDA signed and, and we started talking about, uh, point of sale, which was interesting because I, at that point was then shopping for a point of sale system. And, and they said, okay, well, we actually have one in development. It's going to work seamlessly with the website. It's going to be an amalgamated inventory. They were basically just, they were singing the tune I wanted to hear. Yeah. And, and it was, I wasn't going to have to try and marry my Shopify site to something else. And, and, you know, which, although every, you know, company off the shelf company at that time for inventory management and stuff said, Oh yeah, it it won't be a problem. I was just like, I've been around long enough that I know this is going to be a problem at some point. And so we started working with them. I, uh, that day looked at some, uh, wireframes basically of, of the POS layout. Uh, how they were thinking it would work. They basically picked my brain um, as to w- what my expectations of a POS is and what my expectations of a POS from them would be. And uh, I, I thought I'd, I thought I maybe set the bar too high for them, but they, yeah, they, they kind of knocked it out of the park. We, so we ended up being beta testers. So before the public really saw it, we were... Um, we were testing an early version. We were, uh, they were using us as a, as basically a, a real life lab. Yeah, QA. <laughs> yeah, I would have the developers come over and watch my staff use it. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember it was uh, it was February the following year where uh, my I came in one morning and uh, the old DOS monster had died and uh, it wouldn't turn on anymore. And I thought, okay. Today's the day. Today's the day we switched to Shopify. And I, I talked to my rep at Shopify and said, we're going to use this for real starting right now. And he said, okay, let me know if it blows up. <laughs> and, uh, and, and from that day forward, that, that's what we did. And uh, it, it's certainly the, the POS system has gotten much better. Uh, we ran into a few headaches over, over the years. I stopped being a beta tester after about a year, as I explained to them, um, operating a, a business day to day on a, unstable software platforms a little hectic after a while and uh they they understood <laughs> and uh yeah it, it it worked out great and that's what we've been running ever since awesome awesome so obviously these days if some like a listener out there is getting into it they know that you know shopify is probably going to be the right solution for them they, you know definitely take a look at the pos um outside of that kind of like the marketing and advertising strategies how did that change now that you could advertise and sell products direct to consumer. I've been through this weird era of, of digital advertising. Um, so sort of uh, 2000, well, 99 to 09, somewhere in there. And so that was the, you saw this strange transition of, um, you know, a lot of animated ads and uh, email blasts and, um, you know, pop-ups and pop-overs, pop-unders and all this other crap that I, I had to develop and in developing, developed a really a true hatred for. And and I was like, there's a better way of doing this. 
And of course, all of us were on Facebook at that point. And, and it was like, yeah, yeah, Facebook, it's fine. It, it is what it is. You get to see what your friends in high school, you know, who's going bald and what's going on with them. Um, and then right as, uh, as my business partner, Eric, and I took over, this little app popped up and it was called Instagram. And I, I saw it and I was like, this is exactly what we need. It would be really cool if this thing took off. And, uh, yeah, it, as I'm sure your listeners know, uh, Instagram did okay. And <laughs> as a little photo app and became, uh, our main, uh, source of communication daily to our clientele. It, it is what our clientele loves. Uh, at, at this point, TikTok is, is certainly in the market, but, uh, I find for businesses, TikTok's a bit of a weird animal to take on. Um, but we, uh, we went, we, we opened our Instagram account, and uh, I, I think by the end of the first day, we had 10, 10 followers, which we were like, all right, there's 10 people we're talking to, which is probably a better open rate than what our emails are getting right now. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know, today we've got 15,000 and something, and uh, it's a great platform for us. So that was certainly the, the social media uh, angle and the fact that Instagram took off rate right as we were trying to, to establish ourselves in, in the digital marketplace was was certainly a, a huge help. Um, and then there's all the, the background stuff. You know, we slowly, uh, once, once we had the, the site established, um, we, we came to a realization, I guess, three or four years after having the Shopify site established with our full inventory, you know, once we had the POS and everything was amalgamated and, and then we were able to upload our full inventory into the website and, and, and offer everything in store online, we started realizing that um, we were getting a lot of traffic, but it was uh, there was a, a ton of it was local. And what we were seeing, I, I really took me a, a little bit to figure out what exactly we were seeing. And what it was, was we were seeing pre-shopping. Um, and so it's people wanting to come in. And but they're like, before I go, you know, downtown and find parking, and blah, 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 and get over there. I want to make sure I know they have at least some of what I'm looking for. So we would see a lot of stuff. We'd see the whole uh, shopping process right up to it's in the cart and then abandoned. And we're like, okay, that's, that's really weird. And, but then I started correlating those same carts with daily sales. And I'd see the same carts through the POS as I just saw on the website that morning. And I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. So our locals are using it for pre-shopping, which is great. People shouldn't forget that's an important part of a website, especially if you're a brick and mortar and have an online presence. People like to see what what's in the shop without going, oh, yeah, I went down there and was disappointed. So you have an opportunity to not disappoint your customers just by, you know, trying to show who you are and what you have right from the get go, whatever way they come at you. Um, and then that's when we realize, OK, we need to expand our market. We, we really need to look at. You know, search engine optimization, proper, you know, Google AdWords, proper Google advertising, which is what we've done over the last five or six years. And uh, which, thank God, they it positioned us really well at the beginning of the pandemic when all of a sudden brick and mortar gets shut down and you're entirely online. I, I knew I had a lot of calls from a lot of skate shop owners across the country saying, hey, how did you guys do this and how quickly can I do it? And I was like... You've got a challenge, but it's possible. But we were just thrilled that we had all the pieces in place that we were able to just kind of transition seamlessly. So long story short, there were social media, 
there, all of it is super important, and but all of it has to be done with a strategy that that with an end goal strategy. Absolutely, Corey, you shared so much with us today. Is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you think would resonate with our audience? No, I don't think so. Uh, I, like, like I said, it, you need to know your end goal. It, it's great to set up a strategy and be like, I want to have an online website. I want to be able to do this. I want to. I want my store to be shown in this way. But you don't forget to ask yourself why. There's there are a million opportunities out there to spend a whole lot of money, and believe me, I've spent a lot of money in places where I'm like, man, that could have been done in a much better way, or that uh, there could have been a much better use of of the capital from the company. Um, so, yeah, try not to lose sight of your end goal, and make sure that you've established one. Like uh, it, it's it's real easy to start uh, to start a job with half a plan. Absolutely, Corey. Uh, if people are interested in checking out the skate shop, where should they go? Oh, topoftheworld.com. Easy peasy. And uh, if you want to see us on Instagram, it's just T-O-T-W because we were in there long enough. We got a four-letter acronym. So Awesome. Corey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes you can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io. Until next time.